my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a fantastic weekend. A great show for you today. I was joined by my brother, Nick Linquist. Always a great time talking to Nick. Uh, and we discussed the insane, desperate behavior of of the Democratic Party over the weekend. Uh, and we broke down all of the close uh, Senate races across the country, uh, a deep dive into the midterms, and took a look at the poll numbers and where everything stands in these, these Senate races and governor's races. Uh, if you like election talk, you will like this podcast. Uh, before we get to Nick, guys, if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Nick Linquist. All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Nick Linquist. Nick, how you been, man? I've been pretty great. Just got back from a week of traveling all around. How about you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm done with my vacations for the year. No more, no more traveling for me. Just, uh, just doing this show and and writing and and hunting my ass off <laughs> anytime I go. anytime I can. It is that time of year, so. The way God Yep, absolutely. Just killing animals for food. That's my game plan. Oh, you know, helping Republicans get elected and killing tasty animals for food. That's my game plan for the rest of the year. Based. Love it. Yeah, man. It's a lot of fun. Both, <laughs> both of those things are a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. But, dude, um, the regime is absolutely panicking. And, it, I mean, this weekend, the, the Democrats really have been melting down. And it is wonderful to watch. Um, it, Democrats aren't great at this any, you know, on, on their best day. Um, but they get significantly worse when they get desperate. And just a few headlines uh, uh, from a few highlights, rather, from this weekend. Let's start with Stacey Abrams. She went on stage at a, a Lizzo concert in front of a <laughs> giant banner, LED banner, that said pussy for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. And the same day, a Georgia poll shows her down 10 points to Brian Kemp. So, like, the timing was hilarious. Uh, about an hour ago, I don't know if you caught this yet, but the DOJ an hour ago says they'll be holding a, a press conference regarding some, quote, significant national security matter, unquote, not sure anybody will buy that nonsense. I mean, they're going to attempt to distract voters from the fact that Democrats have destroyed the economy and ruined lives, and but it's not going to work. I mean, there's no way. Um, and even the press uh, is getting pretty lazy and desperate with the propaganda. I don't know if you saw it, Nick, but just check out this beautiful headline from the AP this morning. Quote, one handshake, one hug, and one selfie at a time. President Joe Biden is on a mission to connect with everyday Americans, unquote. So it's like, that, that's where the, that's where they're at. So it's like, I'm sorry, corporate journalists. People know that Biden is an old, corrupt, hateful, nasty tyrant who also happens to have late-stage Alzheimer's. Okay, so try again. Nice try. Uh, but, man, they're just, they're falling apart. The regime is falling apart right now. Yeah, it's quite a meltdown that we're seeing, uh, and it's 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 what they do every time when they start to lose. They like get bitter and just start. Um, well, well, they do two things. They they lean into their worst tendencies, which is like you know Stacey Abrams joining the Lizzo concert on stage, but then they also uh, 
just start to get bitter at regular people. Like I, I saw a tweet from MSNBC's Chris Hayes the other day, and it was it said, um, I think it's very hard to communicate to the median voter convincingly the chaos that a GOP victory is likely to unleash. <laughs> Basically suggesting that the average voter can't make educated decisions. Um, and this is what they do every single time. Uh, I also saw, um, it was a graphic from NPR. I can't can't find it anymore. But it, essentially, it was about the the debate between Carrie Lake and, um, oh, I'm forgetting the uh, her opponent's name. But... Uh, Hobbs, <laughs> it, yeah. Hobbs, yes. It was like... Uh, you know, K- Carrie Lake, uh, noted election denier, faces off against Hobbs, uh, you know, a, a rising star in the Democratic Party. It was like something crazy like that. And, you know, the media melts down along with the Democratic establishment politicians. And it's it's pretty funny, but also very sad that they don't even understand that they're leaning into the reason why they're losing to begin with. Yeah, and they're doubling down on. I mean, they, I mean, they they convinced themselves so thoroughly in June when Roe v. Wade was overturned that abortion was just their golden ticket. Like they could just talk about abortion hysteria over and over, and just win elections forever. Like they they honest to goodness convinced themselves. Like I don't know who these strategists are, who have convinced the entire left that the the abortion is on the top of everyone's minds. When everybody is poor because of the Democrats, when the Democrats have taken a howitzer to the American economy, I mean, like, four hundred one ks are down something like what twenty three, twenty four percent this year. Yep. I mean, it's it's crazy, and it, I mean, just like, just scientifically speaking, if abortion is your top issue, you're probably a a, a Democrat voter anyway. You're a, a very liberal woman between the ages of eighteen and forty. Yes. That's not, that's not a ton of people. I mean, just like that's not I don't understand why they thought that they could convince the American people that abortion was was the be all end all here. I mean, that was just never going to happen. Not enough people go through their daily lives thinking about abortion. I mean, men don't for obvious reasons. Old or very young women don't for obvious. I mean, it's just like I I just don't understand why they they thought that, like, demographically speaking, that was going to win for them. Yeah, I, I think they got high in their own supply and actually convinced themselves that this is an issue that actually matters to everyone in the process of trying to convince everyone that it's the most important issue. So they're going to run on it now, and it's looking like it's going to be a bloodbath for them again. Because um, for a little while, they did pull ahead. But then, you know, just like every year when there's Senate races, they tighten up near the end, and they usually favor the GOP because people actually start educating themselves on what these candidates stand for. And it's looking like it's going to be pretty bad for them now again. Yeah. It also gets cold, uh, you know, in late October, early November. Um, and when, when, you know, fuel to heat your home, uh, the cost of that is doubled this year. Um, that might be on the top of people's minds. Also, you know, Christmas is right around the corner. And people have kids. They need to buy gifts. Uh, if you have no money to do that, uh, maybe that will be on your mind a little bit more than than abortion. And I mean, just like the, 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 the crazy abortion hysteria too. I mean, you see, I mean, they just keep making these mistakes. Like Stacey, going back to Stacey Abrams, who's probably the worst, she's probably the worst, right? Like the worst lib in America. Oh, oh yeah. Like absolutely. who's worse? Like which Democrat politicians worse than her? Like, this is honestly just a side note here. Like I'm coming up empty. 
Like, is there anybody worse than her? I don't think so, um, because <laughs> they think of her as this like rising star, even though she's never run, she's never won a statewide race, and like her 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 highest title has been like you know state representative or something. It's like ridiculous, but um, it's the same for Beto. Like, I don't know why they see him as this rising star in the party when neither of them can win a statewide election, and they've tried several times. And Abrams, I mean, the bizarre line last week that, uh, you know, to, to help with inflation, women should just murder more children. It's like, dude, how you can't just you can't, like why what what would possess you to to take to, to try to bring everything back to abortion? I mean, that's such a a I mean, it's like a demonic thing to say, first and foremost, but it's like that doesn't even make sense. It's like you can't like I, you can't I don't know. You can't trick people into obsessing over abortion the way that these ridiculous, childless, liberal Democrat women in Washington, D.C. obsess about abortion. Like, it's just not going to play in the swing states, okay? I mean, that works in D.C., New York, L.A., but it's just not going to play. And, I mean, yesterday, Joe Biden had a some TikTok influencer who's a man pretending to be a woman um, yep. had this person over to the White House to explain that mutilating young children is good and should be encouraged by the federal government. So, I mean, th so this is the top priority of the Biden regime, of the Democratic Party, when we're facing record high inflation and a very serious threat of nuclear war. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I it seems like they think um, Lizzo and abortion and bringing transsexuals to the White House to talk about, you know, mutilating your children is going to win over America in some strange way. And it just it just seems like they don't even understand how to communicate to regular Americans anymore. It actually reminds me of a uh, couple of years ago, 2018, I think, when um, the Labour Party in, in the UK melted down because they just didn't, like they, and they still don't, they do not understand what regular people care about because they're just caught up in their own little world. Like the, the Democratic Party is becoming just as bad. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the lies are getting pretty lazy and boring. Yeah. I mean, like yesterday, Biden, he was, uh, I forget what which corporate press outlet he was speaking to, but he was bragging about his uh, wildly illegal uh, student loan cancellation scheme, and he just lied about it and did just try to just memory hole the, the entire ordeal. He just lied and pretended that it was an actual law that was passed by Congress. So, yeah, it was a great law I signed. It, only, it passed Congress just by a couple votes. It's like, well, I mean, the, the journal obviously didn't push him on it, you know, because oh, they're, they're propagandists. But it's like, they're, they're, their strategy is to just lie to the Democrat base and hope they're stupid enough to believe that the sky is green. I mean, it's like, I, I don't even understand. I, I don't even understand this tactic. Like, what is the goal here? Um, yeah, I'm not really sure, because if you pay attention to anything, you'll know that it was just an executive order he signed. Like, that's been every achievement, quote unquote, of his is just been an executive order, because for some reason, even though they hold both chambers of Congress, they can't get anything done. Um, but I think it's just to, uh, to pull the wool over the eyes of people who don't pay attention to the news every day. And if they hear him say that, they're going to be like, oh, well, yeah, it was a law that was passed and he did a great job and blah, blah, blah. But it's not a law. It's, uh, it was an illegal executive order from the, from the top down. And, um, it's looking like it's getting held up in court. So I guess we'll see what happens with it. But man, he's just, 
such a manipulator and um and i i I wish i could say i didn't see it coming but like uh, the warning signs were on the wall through the election and i guess the you know the democrats didn't listen yeah it really doesn't say anything good about the uh you know like the blue check twitter class you know the celebrity class the hardcore dem base i mean it's like you're you're just you're really telling on yourself if you right. parrot this propaganda, because it's it's not even good propaganda. I mean, it's just like lazy lies that don't make any sense. I mean, it's not even clever. Like Obama was a liar and a propagandist, but he was good at it, you know. Yeah. And so parroting Obama's propaganda at least like seemed somewhat halfway intelligent, you know. Right. But I mean, this is just it's just silly. So like and, these, and... I mean, the the, the 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 propaganda class, they're they're I don't know, man. You're just I spend so much time, you know, when I'm writing an article or preparing for the show or, or, you know, whatever I do in the world of politics, the the worst thing that can happen is for me to embarrass myself. And I've embarrassed myself plenty. I mean, Lord knows, man, I've said a lot of stupid stuff on this show. I'm, I'm coming up. I'm coming up on 500 episodes here, you know, but um, it's like I spend a, so much time fact checking myself, like trying to make sure I'm getting things right. And. If you're a journalist or a celebrity or, or just a, a popular Democrat online, you have to be completely willing to just embarrass yourself in public. To just take like they know Biden's a liar, they know he's an idiot, they know he's brain dead, they know all these things, but they have to just pretend. They have to throw themselves on the floor and just embarrass themselves for the sake of the regime. It's like, man, I can't imagine loving a regime so much that I was willing to just get online and just humiliate myself. I'm just like, as a grown man, like the, the worst thing in the world is just to be embarrassed publicly. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a professional musician. The, like, the reason why I practice guitar all the time and just work really hard is because the last thing I would want is to get up on stage and embarrass myself. These people are just, to be a Democrat means you just have to be willing and, and excited to just publicly humiliate yourself. It's so bizarre. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think he is borrowing a lot from Obama, but he's not Obama. You know, Obama had certain likable characteristics among Democrats, and he was like, you know, he had this sort of charisma to him for a while that people liked. And so, you know, him him tapping into like, you know, celebrity world and influencer world actually did get him over the finish line. But it was um, it's different now. Like I'm seeing that, you know, none of that was actually genuine and it's not working anymore on Americans. Like, you know, the the effect is not close to the same with Biden as it was for Obama. And and Clinton made Hillary made the same mistakes. Like she tried to tap into this, too, and it completely failed. So it's just interesting to watch this um, strategy fall apart and them still trying to make it work like going back to uh, Stacey Abrams getting on the stage with, (laughs) you know, like they're, they're really trying to make this strategy work because it's all they've known for decades, but it's just falling apart. Like Americans, Americans don't relate to Hollywood the way they used to number one. And number two, it's just like people see right through it. It's, it's very clearly just propaganda and, um, and even young people don't even respond to it that well anymore. It's like lame. Uh, when they when they see people like Hillary Clinton, you know, uh, talking about Pokemon Go and hot sauce in her purse. And then you got Biden, <laughs> you know, get, getting with transsexual influencers. It's like these people are corny. You know, it's it's just not working anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's it's, it's kind of jarring that these people still think it's going to work. I mean, it's right. like, like who are who is running these campaigns? Like it is so bizarre to me. It's like eighteen-year-old TikTok influencers are running the campaigns yes. for like statewide elections. It's so strange to me. And I mean, you see some of it on the right too. Like the right gets way too online as well. You know, I've talked about this. Like the 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 reason why JD Vance was struggling so bad in Ohio at first was because he was playing to like the hardcore Trump Twitter base. You know, mm-hmm. like he was mm-hmm. he was just like he was playing for like the staff writers at American Greatness or whatever. <laughs> you know, <laughs> which is like fine. Like I I like some of those guys are buddies of mine. Like I have nothing against them. But it's like, yeah, man. Like Ohio farmers are not like that. So they don't care about like breaking up Amazon. You know what I mean? Like right. that's not like that's not what like random voters in Ohio care about. But it's like, and, and then you know he figured that out. He started focusing on Biden and the economy and the real stuff. And now he's going to win. He's going to beat Tim Ryan. Um, and I think he's going to beat him more comfortably than the polls suggest. But uh, yeah, but it's like it's like that flaw is every Democrat running for every office in America, and it's like ten times worse. It's like they just they're so online. At least the people running, the people making campaign decisions are so terminally online. They just have no idea. They have no idea how to connect with real Americans. Yeah, yeah, no. And that's an interesting point you brought up about, like, trying to appeal to, you know, the American greatness, American conservative uh, folks. Because they are better elites than the establishment of the GOP, but they're still elites that um, are on on certain levels not relatable to the average American. So I'm glad, J.D., and others like Blake Masters realized yeah. that have sort of pivoted. Um, and that's probably why, you know, the polls are looking up for them now because they're actually relating to real Americans. But um, but yeah, the the Democrats have not woken up to that. They just they don't know how to pivot when they need to. They just want to stick to their strategy that they like and never pivot because part of it is they don't want to they don't want to enrage the the crazies on the left and and get a a tirade online from them. Um, whereas conservatives don't really do that unless you're being like a loser, you know, like right. the American conservative folks are, are not upset about JD Vance's pivot. Like the, uh, radical left would be if the right. Democrats pivoted. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's religious in nature for the left and it's not on the right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it is, I mean, they, they've made politics, their religion. They, they worship at the altar of abortion and, and, all the transsexual stuff and all the all this stuff, mutilating children. It's like it's this pagan ritualistic thing that you have to do to be a Democrat. And they don't I mean, when you mess with somebody's religion, they get mad, you know. Yeah. So um, I mean, I don't know. You know, these these people are all little 90 pound little wusses with pink hair and stuff. I don't know what they're so afraid of. But, yeah, I mean, if you mess with somebody's religion, they do rebel. Um, and it, it's funny, man, when Democrats are threatened um, when Democrats see bad poll numbers, they just really tell on themselves, man. They get so hateful, and they sh- they reveal how much they truly hate the American people. Um, yeah. And you see this across Twitter, like all the blue checks, man. There's like a ra- it's you know they they get the talking point, you know, and then they all tweet out like the same thing. Like every celebrity will tweet like the same thing out within like a 24 hour period. And the new talking point is like it's so crazy that this is what they're running with. It's so crazy that this is what they're running with. The new talking point is like. Yeah, the economy sucks. Yeah, you can't afford anything. Yeah, you're poor. Yeah, you're homeless. But like fascism. But like orange man, ba- like but you know, Republicans, they're just they're fascists. 
So, you, so it doesn't matter what happens to your bank account. It doesn't matter if you can't feed your kid. You got to vote Democrat because, you know, abortion. It's like, dude, you really think that's going to work? You really think, like, yeah, the Democrats destroyed the economy, but, like, Donald Trump, but January 6th? Like, they, they're really running with that. Like, that's the last thing they have. That's all they have left. Well, but, Brady, we have to save democracy so we can't vote for Republicans because democracy will die and um, Ukraine will get blown up. So we have to vote Democrat. <laughs> I mean, dude, I wish Republicans hated democracy the way the Democrats say they do. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a dream come true if like, the Republican let's stop, Party. Let's stop hiding the ball. Let's just <laughs> let's just be right open with it. Dude, Democrats uh, make Republicans sound roughly nine hundred times as based as they really are. Like, right, like, dude. <laughs> my goodness. So Bernie Sanders uh, and all the Democrats, they're they're pivoting to this brand new lie. Uh, you saw it on the Sunday shows yesterday that inflation just happens naturally, right? Like, that's just like, they can't deny it. They, I mean, they spent the last two years saying inflation doesn't exist, and then it's transitory, and then no, it's actually good. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. And then they're like, no, well, it just happens, you know? It's just a natural occurrence. It's not our fault. You know, we couldn't have known that printing trillions of dollars on top of an already five trillion dollar annual budget running a trillion dollar a year deficit on top of that printing five trillion more we had no idea that would hurt the economy don't blame us now look like maybe jen rubin maybe some of these crazy like rex chapman maybe some people will buy this lazy stupid line but dude your average plumber understands where inflation comes from your average democrat voter understands where inflation comes from like the, the the dnc believes that the American people are so stupid that they're going to believe that that no politician can control inflation, but politicians can control the weather, right? Yes. Like that's their line. Like we can't, we cannot control economics, but give us power, we can control the temperature outside. I mean, it's like, man, if you're if you're a Democrat listening to the show, it's like realize that the people that you worship, the people that you count on, hate you and think you're an idiot. Like they're laughing at you, they're mocking you to your face. They're saying that inflation happens naturally, but give them your money and they'll control the weather. It's like, yep. really, you, you really want to vote for these people that disdain you. They can't stand you. They can't stand your family. Yeah, man, it, it's bad. It's like, I, I, I can't believe anybody is still, still voting for these monsters, man. But that's the line. I mean, that that's the line that Bernie pivoted to. That's the new thing. You know, nobody can control inflation. We can control the weather, though. It's like, man, yep. if, if you're still buying this, I, I don't know what to do for you. Like, you are so riddled with Stockholm Syndrome that you're probably too far gone to be reasoned with at this point, if you still believe that. Yep, absolutely. It it actually reminds me of, well, a lot of the Democratic Party reminds me of Veep, but the specific (laughs) part where they're making fun of low-dollar donors on a recorded phone. um, Oh, no. (laughs) That's, like, like legitimately who the Democrats are in real life now. Like, it's not even a parody anymore. Yeah. Um, these people are just like evil. They they hate you. They hate the country. They don't care about any institutions or democracy even. I mean, you know, we're, we're still seeing Stacey Abrams double down on her, her claim that the election was stolen from her. Um, and I'm sure that will happen again if she loses again. And I'm sure that'll happen in states like Arizona once they all lose because it's looking like Blake Masters and Carrie Lake are going to pull through. Um, it's just, yeah, it, this is just who they are at this point. They're very bitter, evil people. 
I really like listening to Carrie Lake talk. Yeah, yeah. She does not care. I mean, she'll no, say anything she no. wants. She does not care, man. She does I love not the care. way she roasts journalists right oh, in yeah, front of their faces. It's like a Trump-esque uh, yeah. way she's of just, going she's way it. better. She's better at it than Trump, though. Yes. She, she actually brings receipts. She doesn't just, like, make fun of them. She'll just, like, dismantle their argument with facts. Trump would just, oh, like, make yeah. fun of their physical appearance and stuff, which is funny, too. Hey, man. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but yeah, no, Kara, <laughs> she, she just really knows how to just hammer these people and, and she knows how to hit them where it hurts. You know, you just watch one of these interactions with a corporate journalist, like, man, that one stung. Yeah, man, that one must have hurt. Like that guy has to go back to his family, has to go back to his wife and kids and explain that some Republican just bodied him on national television. <laughs> it's like, man, that must be, <laughs> imagine being like a, a man and just having that happen to you. Boy, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, yeah. We saw it uh, last week when um, she had a presser and she knew someone was going to ask her about election fraud because that's like all they talk to her about. Yeah. And so she had an intern bring out print printed uh, <laughs> tweets of uh, Democrats claiming election fraud over the years. And it's she had like 20 tweets lined up. It was pretty crazy. But I just love that she does things like that and she doesn't put up with it like republicans for the last 30 years would have and just tried to apologize and say oh my god i'm so sorry you're right i'm an awful person like she just <laughs> doesn't care she doesn't try to do that yeah and she was like if you know if you need copies of any of this material just let up let my staff know we'll provide it for you <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like dude. <laughs> dude she's got that dog in her man she's yeah got that she... dog in her man that, that, that's all. That's sorry about that side note. I just uh, that was it. I don't have anything of substance to add <laughs> to the Carrie Lake discussion. I just like hearing her talk. She's smart. She can't stand the press just as much as I can't, and so I like her. That's that's all you need to do to get on the old Birdman's good side. <laughs> yep. It'll be a fun four years if she wins. Watching her body more journalists. Oh so. yeah, man. Yeah, and it, dude, it's important that she wins that race, man. I mean, we've had like. 2.4, almost 2.4 million illegal aliens cross the southern border this year, mm-hmm. um, which is crazy. You know, I mean, that's it's like hundreds of thousands over the previous record. And then uh, this morning, uh, it was it was reported that they've they've encountered 98 people on the terrorist watch list who yep. crossed the southern border. Last year was 15 all year, and they're already at almost 100. So, I mean, just for the the safety and security of people in Arizona, I mean, it, it's no joke. I mean, yeah, obviously. Uh, um, you know, it'd be great to just watch her own the libs for four years, but also she'd help keep a lot of people in Arizona alive. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, like, honestly, Doug Ducey hasn't done enough on that. He has recently because he's been pressured into it, but I think she will genuinely take steps. I mean, she's, she's literally said straight out that she will, um, ignore the federal government and do what she needs to do to secure the border in Arizona. If that's what it comes to, even if there's a court case that comes out of it, she'll have some time to do that in the meantime. So I think States should take it upon themselves at this point, if the feds aren't going to do anything substantive to, to solve the problem. hundred percent. Yeah. If you're a governor, it's your job, man. Do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah and it, it's been nice seeing, um, like Republican governors across the country help each other with this. Like, this is what I really like about federalism. You know, states can help each other. They can act at their own um, discretion. And we've been seeing that straight up with the uh, with the migration problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And before I let you go, man, let's uh, check in on some of the latest poll numbers. Obviously, I take everything poll-related with a massive grain of salt. Um, but, you know, it's still interesting. You know, it does give you a general idea of what's going on. Um, Real Clear Politics is now projecting a, a three-seat pickup by the GOP in the Senate. Um, they're projecting wins in Georgia, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. Um, and, and then, you know, holds in Wisconsin and North Carolina and, and elsewhere. Um, Arizona's still looking pretty tough. I mean, Mark Kelly's a good candidate. He's the best fundraiser the Democrats have. He has tens of millions of dollars to just flood the zone with these last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if, if real clear politics is right, we could afford to lose one of these, one of these races, whether it's Arizona or Georgia or, you know, honestly, anything can happen. We'll see what, what kind of propaganda the DOG, DOJ comes up with this afternoon. Um, with their press conference, and we'll see how smart the American people are. Obviously, we should just ignore whatever these these morons have to say. Um, but I do believe, I, I I don't know if we'll get to 53. I hope we do. Um, but I do believe we take the Senate at this point. Um, until this week, I would have said it was a toss-up, you know, because Herschel Walker does really suck as a candidate, <laughs> you know, right. I mean? and it's like, you know, it's obviously John Fetterman is a, is a man who, who can't speak or hear, and, he, you know, he's... I mean, he's Joe Biden, but maybe even worse at this point mentally. Um, yeah. But, you know, Oz still isn't a great candidate and all of that. But I, I do think we, we win enough to at least get to maybe 52. Um, how are you feeling about all these Senate races? Yeah, I'm a lot more optimistic than I was a month ago. I think, uh, you know, I think it might be a sweep. We might I, I think Herschel Walker might be able to ride the coattails of um, Brian Kemp and pull through. I think that Oz is the only functioning adult running, so he will probably pull through. And um, I, I really do think Blake Masters will pull through. I, I, we'll still see about Carrie Lake, but I would love to see them all win for the main point of it eliminates the uh, toss-up vote on important things of Lisa Murkowski and uh, and Susan Collins. Like, their votes won't matter anymore if we get 53. Yeah. So. Um, I guess we'll see, but I'm feeling pretty optimistic. I think we'll at least get two of those three seats if yeah. we're uh, lucky. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to, in in my eyes, the Senate isn't really safe to stop anything Biden's doing unless we get to 54, because I think right. um, Romney would love to become uh, a Susan Collins, just vote, you know, caucus with the Democrats and whatever he wants. Um, oh, so I'd love to get to 54. I don't know if, you know, Colorado or, or New Hampshire. I don't know if those those races are even viable. It would be great. But yeah, you know, 53 would be nice. You could peel off a couple of the libs, maybe pick up a Joe Manchin here and there, you know. And, and It'll set us up for success in 24 or after 24 as well, too. 100 percent. Because we'll have, you know, you know, a bunch of new safe seats for six years. Um so I guess we'll see what happens, but I would really like to see all of them pull through at this point. I think it's just the uh, the rational way that I mean, yes, we we haven't nominated ideal candidates for any of these races, I think. But neither have the Democrats. I mean, they're they're literally, uh, you know, they they nominated a guy who had a stroke to uh, to run in Pennsylvania and he he can't talk or or listen without a teleprompter. So. Um, that's kind of an issue if you're going to be, you know, drafting legislation that affects, you know, 350 million people. But uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah. And there are some signs. And I don't want to I don't know how I feel about this. I don't want to read too much into it. 
Um, I am very pessimistic when it comes to elections. Like I, I just always, yeah. I just kind of in the back of my head think we're going to lose all the time, and maybe that's just a coping mechanism. So I'm just pleasantly surprised anytime we get a dub. But uh, this morning, a, a Trafalgar poll came out of uh, Michigan showing Tudor Dixon in a tie um, with Gretchen Whitmer, and I think that's the first time um, she's uh, ever ever been tied with Whitmer. A, a month ago, all the polls had Whitmer up double digits. You know, somewhere between. 10 and 12 points. Um, yep. Man, I mean, if the Michigan governor's house flips, um, I mean, we could be looking at, I mean, maybe even Lee Zeldin could be viable in New York. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, the GOP candidate for governor of Oregon um, could be in play. Um, and at that point, you're not talking about a 20-seat pickup in the House. You're talking about 40. Yeah. You know, you're talking about a comfortable cushion. So we'll see. And I know Trafalgar, I and mean, they're they're— Honestly, the last couple cycles been one of the more accurate um, polling agencies. But you know they do favor. They tend to if they get it wrong, it's going to be on the right a little bit. Um, so so who knows? Um, yeah. But that is a that is a major. If, if the tide is shifting that dramatically, that Tudor Dixon, who's who's a decent candidate but not great. You know, it's her first time running. She you know it's she's hit some road bumps, but she's okay. You know, if she can, if if that's true, if she's in a statistical tie with Gretchen Whitmer right now. That could be a, a major sign that we are going to see more of a wave than we, we originally thought. Yeah. And, you know, I think polling like this, even if it isn't completely accurate, is encouraging for for Republicans because it shows them, oh, wow, maybe we can actually get over the finish line if I go to vote. Like a, a big problem in these states. And I grew up in New York. I understand how it happens. Republicans are just so um pessimistic and unmotivated about elections. They just don't even vote because it's like, oh, my vote doesn't even matter. What's the point of even going to vote? So if they see a poll like this, they might say, oh, well, maybe I should get to the polls just in case. Um, And that's kind of the magic of toss up states. And, you know, everyone basically votes because it's always a war for the seat. So if we could turn states like Michigan into that kind of state, that would be incredible um, because you know, all these Democrat strongholds are going to start to fall and then they don't really have any safe states like Republicans do. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the debates haven't even happened yet. I mean, well, about maybe half or more uh, of the Democratic candidates are just refusing to debate anyway. They're like, yeah, all Republicans are Hitler and I'm not going to debate Hitler. It's like, OK, man, that's the boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, come up with a, something better than that. But, um, you know, like the DeSantis Christ debate. I'm not that that race is close. DeSantis will win by 15, but um, I mean, that bloodbath is going to be tonight. And then uh, the Dr. Oz, John Fetterman debate is next week. I think it's only, what, a week before um, before the election, I think. Which is just... Yeah, to like one debate at the very end, basically. Yeah, when when half the states already voted. That's, you know, absolutely pathetic. But obviously, I mean, there's no in no world (laughs) does Dr. Oz not get a bump from that debate. I mean, if you just put a functioning adult who happens to be a doctor on stage next to a, a man who physically can't speak the language. Right. I mean, it's like, I, I don't like if you, I don't care how many people early voted. If he doesn't get at least a point or two boost after that debate, then I mean, we should just cancel the state of Pennsylvania at that yeah, point. It's, you know? it's over. Yeah. Just I'm like, well, you know, I, I, <laughs> they Pennsylvanians should no longer be able to affect me. You know, they, they should lose all their senators and congressmen and maybe just, 
secede <laughs> from the union at that point. But uh, you know, I think these debates, the, the few that are still uh, coming down the pipeline, they they are really going to help the Republican candidates. I, I I mean, even I mean, Herschel Walker's terrible. He's not exactly you know. Ernest Hemingway <laughs> with, with the English <laughs> language either um, with all the concussions and, and brain damage and stuff, but he still got a, a couple point boost by bodying Raphael Warnock in that debate. And, and he's probably the, the weakest candidate we have. So like any of these debates are only going to help us. I, I don't see any of the debates hurting us. No, no, I agree. Um, and, and Warnock is a disaster candidate in himself. So um, yeah, I, I, I think these debates will definitely buoy everyone a little bit. Um, I don't see how they couldn't, especially in states like Pennsylvania and Georgia. Yeah, absolutely, man. I couldn't agree more. Uh, Nick, my brother, um, good to have you, man. It's always a pleasure. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Where can everybody uh, follow you online, keep in touch, all that good stuff? Sure. Uh, You can find all of my writings and media appearances at nicklindquist.com. And go ahead and follow me on Twitter at nick underscore lindquist. Everybody follow Nick. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks.